<laughs> How's it going? Oh, I've just had the weirdest day. <laughs> oh, it's no. Just, it's weird to be like sitting in my bedroom right now and recording a podcast. Like, because everything is a weird alternate reality now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, every time we do this, I always feel like someone can see me. And this time I'm like, I had to like think about it. I'm like, no one can see me while we're doing this, right? I didn't shower. I have plaster in my hair. It's not good. Every time I do it, because there's usually so much equipment involved when we normally record, it's weird for me to literally just have the laptop and nothing else. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no cables, there's no headphones, there's nothing connecting anything to anything else. So I'm always like, I bring the laptop in and then I'm like, wait, is this, is this working? It? Like, am I, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> um, well, let's just dive in regardless of if anybody is listening. Uh, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And this is uh, episode 102, which seems bizarro at this point. Like, I don't know what time is. I don't know what years or months or weeks or days or hours are anymore. So, like... I mean, to be fair, we didn't know that before. Yeah. We really didn't. Keeping track of things seems weird. Like, having, like, landmarks or, like episode numbers seems hilarious now like I don't it just doesn't I don't know (laughs) things seem weird now (laughs) obviously oh really yeah things are weird did you know things are weird right now I'm starting to catch on (laughs) yeah I when you texted me about talking about essential businesses versus non-essential businesses I I've every once in a while I feel like you and I have like weird like shared hive mind things. We happen. had that all week. Yeah. We and, won't say the other thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when you sent that, I'm like, of course she said that. Of course that's what she's of course that's what she's thinking about, because that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Like so I don't know. And like it's only gonna get worse when you move. Like it's only it's yeah. It's going to get, it's going to be real bad. <laughs> We're like, you're going to like hurt your finger and I'm going to be like, my finger hurts. Like, <laughs> it's going to be very awkward and we're going to have to be sure to like not share it with other people for fear of seeming creepy. That's so, very fringe. I think there's an episode of fringe. Um, where people like are that. like, they're like subconsciouses like consciousnesses are lining up or something they find this kid and you don't find out who he is until like way later but he's like just like a super empath and so and he's like connected to olivia so everything she experiences he experiences and it's yeah it's like yeah that's not i don't know if we want that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I I don't know. I started like looking up things to see like what other um 
like what else was out there in the world about like this whole conversation, like essential versus non-essential. And like there, it's like a, it's a deep, like multifaceted conversation. I didn't look anything up, but I had seen a couple things, um, mostly from the point of view of delivery people complaining about um, delivering non-essential stuff to people. Yes. Um, And I'm like, well, you know, like you can argue things both ways. Um, But it did, it makes me frustrated as someone who sells non-essential things. Um, The only thing I did read that was interesting, and I guess I meant to tell you to read it, maybe I'll remember to post it somewhere, but, um, oh, God damn, my brain's not going to work well. Um, (laughs) Fuck. Um, article somewhere <laughs> Monica posted to read it and so I read it it's a um a New York author wait can I still use my phone no I can't still use my phone and do this um I'll post it um she's a, a writer and um she was saying like how she wishes that um someone asked her what essential businesses were because she would include bookstores and stuff like the, yeah. the point is that, like, there's not this one list of what's essential. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, and even, even when you get, like, the thing that came up for me when I was looking at stuff is, like, even when you get down to, like, common categories that people can kind of agree on, mm-hmm. there's still stuff that is still, like, well, re- like, really, like... Like, it's, like, yes, we can agree that a grocery store is an essential business Uh because it's providing food. But then I saw several articles that were basically talking about businesses such as Walmart and Target and Best Buy and Home Depot and Costco and those kind of places where it's like, okay, so if those businesses like Walmart and Target have a grocery store element to them, um, they're, like, they're allowed to stay open, and that's kind of, like, not in question. But then, like, why would Best Buy be allowed? They're not, they're not open, Best Buy. Well, but they are, and, like, in certain... Really? Yes, like, state to state. So I read oh. several articles where, because like our government is a clusterfuck um state to state different businesses are deemed essential and non-essential so like one very specific example was a thing um an article that was talking very specifically about joanne fabrics Mm. where in the state of michigan joanne fabrics was declared non-essential and closed and all jo- all Joanne Fabrics locations in Michigan are closed but in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania declared them essential and all Joanne Fabrics in Pennsylvania are open and the reasoning is that whoever is in charge in Pennsylvania decided that Um, there was even some things where like people were quoted as saying things that would affect us, like 
It's for the well-being of our citizens. It's for people to like literally saying stuff like we want our citizens to be able to like busy their minds and make crafts and like have a good quality of life and things like that where I'm like, whoa, now we're getting into a gray area where like I could argue that my business is an essential business and you could argue that your business is an essential business. And, and every like gift store, literally every gift yeah. store could argue that they are essential to keeping human beings having a positive attitude or having high spirits or the mental health of our society. Like all, like it, it gets so muddy the minute you give somebody a pass. Yeah. It's like you open the floodgates and then now how are you going to argue against me saying that my card company isn't essential or that you allowing people to feel some normalcy by buying themselves a new pair of earrings isn't essential. I think I, well, I decided I could probably argue that almost every single thing is essential. Um, The clip that I had seen was a guy who worked for Amazon. I don't know if he was a delivery person or worked in the warehouse or whatever, but he had used the example of like, um, how like vibrators aren't essential and I'm like, (laughs) bullshit, they aren't. Okay. Like I, whatever. It's not like a thing. Why am I talking about this? He (laughs) is the example, not me. But like, what about people who have a sex addiction? Well, that's an essential thing to that. That's why it's such a slippery slope. Like the minute you say that something is, if you say X is helping people maintain normalcy or maintain their normal way of life or allowing them to, it's almost like the, um, like alimony argument or child support argument where when someone's granted alimony, they're granted alimony based on the quality of life they're accustomed to. Yes. And so in this scenario, if you wanted to argue it like philosophically, you would say, well, I'm accustomed to buying myself new things. I'm accustomed to having new clothes or I'm accustomed to treating myself to jewelry or I'm accustomed to buying artwork for my home. Like, mm-hmm. so if you take that away from me, you're essential. You're saying that my life choices and my lifestyle and the way I've lived my life thus far is non-essential to me. Yeah. And like, yes, I get like, I know there are people that will listen to this and be like, hold on, stop, you know, shut up. We know what essential versus non-essential means. It's like things that people actually need, like food, shelter, water, healthcare versus everything else. But the fact is, is that things that are not actually essential are being deemed essential. Yeah, so I actually have a great argument for that. Yeah. Um, There's a gourmet food store that I love. Yeah. That is open because they sell food. Because it's food, yep. Yeah, like the whole store is food. However, it is very expensive food. Yeah, like dollar mustard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've bought things there once 
for the most part, I go in and I look at things and then I leave and wish I could have those things. And then I go to Aldi and buy the things that I right. can actually afford. Yeah. Um, they're open, but right. like sacred art is not open. Right. Well, and so there, and that's an exact, that's a perfect example of if you are a person that's accustomed to shopping at that gourmet grocery store, then congratulations, you are, your essential lifestyle has been rewarded mm-hmm. and is allowed to continue. My essential lifestyle where I'm allowed to go to a craft show every weekend has been denied. Now, I mean, I get the whole, like, the crowd thing. That's oh, probably sure. not going to happen for well, a while. So, but, like, these small gift stores were never crowded. Right. And they could make, they could control it. Absolutely. They could control, they could say one customer at a time or even, you know, like we have distancing, but yeah, the minute of food element, like Portage Grounds is currently open, the coffee shop in Portage Park. That in my mind, non-essential. Like people are walking in. Yeah. It's completely open. They're allowed to be open regular out. They've been open 7 to 5 p.m., 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day as normal since the sh- shutdown. I I don't know if that is okay because the, no, that's no, they're they're a food they're a food business. They are allowed to be open. Uh, well, restaurants aren't. I mean, you can't go in. Yeah, they're they're totally open. Huh. They I have mean, like, beans and bagels is open, but they've pushed their counter all the way up to their door, yeah, so no one Portage, walks in. That's what Portage Portage Grounds has it set up so that you there's markers on the floor that that designate six feet apart, and then um, there's like a touch payment thing, and they have like an order by app thing. So like no one is ever six feet. Like you're not you're not close enough to anyone you're not close enough to another customer you're not close enough to the barista that you're ever more than you know you're always six feet apart but yeah you're allowed to go in the coffee shop it just it feels unfair that like I'm I'm really glad that those businesses have figured out a way to stay open and make money I hope it's worth it I I do worry that they're like they'd be better off being closed like because they still have to order food and supplies and pay employees, and they're definitely not bringing in a, the same amount of money. Right. But it, you know, I guess it's at least they have the chance to. Whereas all these other small stores yeah. that we know the owners, they could go like if things were just back to normal, they probably had one or two customers in their stores at a time. They right. could put and the yeah. harshest rules on them and still they would bring in the same amount of business they used to because that's what they were used to. Right. Yeah. It's so frustrating. The The thing that came up in my mind when I was reading all these articles about like different companies kind of trying to like loop, find loopholes in the essential versus non-essential business rules um, was that the the categories that they should have defined shouldn't have been essential versus non-essential. They should have been like low risk versus high risk. Mm. Like it should have been 
and obviously that is such it's it's a much harder thing to qualify it's a much hard it would be a lot more work to like prove which category you fit into but like the re in a perfect world it 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 should be are you in a low risk business model or a high risk business model are you um are you show of hands where you're inviting a thousand people to come into a confined space in a short period of time where they're in close contact, shut it down. Or are you a low risk where you're milk handmade and one to two people could be controlled in an environment where it's you with a face mask on and an employee with a face mask on or a, and a customer with a face mask. Yeah. On. Like that, like, Hallie could run her shop and be like, it's by appointment only. I'm doing half an hour appointments. Come in, try stuff on. The, everything's cleaned after every customer leaves. She's the only employee there. She has a face mask on. There's hand sanitizer. Like, there's no reason why she couldn't do that. She's a low risk business. Yeah, I think that that's what it's going to look like when we are allowed to open things back up. But when you put it that way with the low risk, high risk thing, Target is definitely a high risk. For sure. And every grocery store is high risk. Like it's it's also the prop. The biggest issue is all of this. Every single issue is comes down to like whether or not each individual person can be held responsible for their own actions. Ugh, I mean, I don't trust other people. No, and no one should. Like, that's the real problem is like once the stay-at-home ban is lifted and once businesses are allowed to go back to business, even if they're like, here's the rules, face face masks are mandatory, all businesses have to have hand sanitizer, like whatever it is, there's going to be so many blocks to that where it's like, well, how are people like, how are people supposed to get a face mask? Do you assume that they can find one? Do you assume they can afford one? All the hand sanitizer is sold out. Where would a business buy that? Can they afford to buy it? Like if you make these parameters and then you're saying you're going to enforce them or, hand out citations like how how is that going to be enforced how is it going to be you know and then consumers are going to be afraid of all of that like that's the real issue is like when this is all lifted and we try to go back to business as usual even if there's a bunch of rules in place we have to trust that every business owner is following the rules that every other customer that's involved in the situation is also following the rules. And when we know that that's not what's going to happen, we're just going to stay home. Like the smart people are going to just stay home. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me because I was doing that anyway. Um, Like my life hasn't changed that much except for I have no money now. Um, Right. Like, yeah, your day to day. Our um, upstairs neighbors got into a huge fight, which I could hear. Cool. Um, and I'm like, I don't know why it's so funny to me, but 
clearly they're having a fight because they're spending too much time together in the same yeah. size apartment that I'm in. Yeah. Steve and I have been living in for almost six years. Yeah. <laughs> and living and working together in this space and we're just hanging out, whatever. Like, I don't yeah. think Steve and I have ever fought. But, um, yeah, there people are losing it. Yeah. And that's just too like a married couple I think upstairs yeah. there are no kids yeah there are other people with children in their houses right now like yeah. people who want to kill their children <laughs> like really yeah um I they're gonna want to go back to normal life real fast whereas I'm gonna be like oh, I don't know this is fine yeah, yeah, I'm fine staying in my house. Yeah, that's true. There are people who are, like, itching to get back out in the world and be social, and you and I are not those people. No, I'm fine. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, it, yes, obviously it, it will be, at some point there's going to have to be a transition back into businesses can be open and people can go out more and show up. But like the irony of it all is like the the lack of people supporting brick and mortars previous to this. Like, yeah, is that going to will will people show up more because they got scared into the whole idea of like, oh, my God, we could have lost all these businesses or will it just go back to kind of the middle of the road like it was and everyone's going to be like, oh, it's just like this now and and then blame it on this pandemic? Like, it's a very weird situation because people want to think because of where we are now, people want to think that everything was so great three months ago mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Right. No, um... I guess I've been predicting that um, restaurants and brick and mortars will have an initial sort of boom because people are sick and tired of ordering shit online. Yeah, I hope so. I just want to go into a store and like see things in person. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think there is something to be said for the, the, you know, albeit small group of people that are like, hey, I want to be given the opportunity to show up and support the businesses that I want to support. Like, even though that is a small percentage of the population, and I believe that a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm going to still order everything I buy on Amazon, big deal. Like, there is a group of people that are mostly our customers, like the people who support us and come to all the craft shows and all the street fairs and are like, our industry's best customers, those people are going to show the fuck up after this. Like I, I really do believe that those people, if they're asked to, if they're told like we're having an event or we're having a reopening party or we're having a special sale and those brick and mortars that have been closed reopen, like people are going to show the fuck up for those people and spend money. Like I know I will. Because I want to, I want to show up and be like, I, I'm here for you when you need me. And I'm sorry that I couldn't be here for you before. And, you know, like people are going to want to make the gesture 
of like showing up and proving their support instead of just being like, you know, clicking likes on social media. Um, and hopefully like once things are taking kind of a positive like turn for the better, hopefully people will feel a little less doom and gloom about their own money situation and feel like, Hey, even if I can't go to that brick and mortar store and buy a bunch of stuff, I can at least show up. Mm. Like I can at least like show my face and be there in support and like, you know, be a body in the room. That's like, I'm here and I'm proving that you're important and that I support you. Um, but like, it's going to be, it's going to take a long time. I think like, I think it's going to be a long, slow process. Yeah. I mean, I just like, uh, I'm so worried about any small business that has, employees and rent and yeah. like real business expenses. Like, like you and I talked, we talked separately. Um, I think it was um, last week when um, you came over and we like shouted at each other from my front <laughs> up. Yep. <laughs> we're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, we're just talking about how like you and I aren't going to apply for any of those loans because they're not really for us. Also, we wouldn't have gotten them. Right. Like I know people who deserve them that aren't getting them. Yeah. But uh, so like the point doesn't matter anymore because we would never have been approved. Um, yeah. But like who is getting these loans? Like I, I worry that consumers are like, don't worry, you'll get one of those loans that I've heard about. Nope. Nope. No one got those. Yeah. No, no one got the those. money's gone. The money's gone. That money went to companies that already have hundreds of thousands of dollars or possibly millions of dollars in revenue. They didn't go to us. Um, I think that that's an interesting thing to think about. Like the other thing I was thinking about with this whole essential, non-essential conversation was every article I read, um, I realized really quickly. And we've talked about this before that like we, we don't maker businesses and like what we tend to call micro businesses or nano businesses. Um, we don't even register as a thing that exists in this conversation. No. In the, in the greater conversation where like the United States is having a conversation about small businesses and how they're struggling there. We aren't even in the conversation at all. No. And I'm not sure we should be, you know? Right. And, and that's a thing that I think maker businesses and small businesses, like when you're teeny, teeny fucking tiny, like you are one person or you are one or two people and you make, I'm going to go ahead and say you make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue. And like, that may seem like a big number, but like, that's the number. Sure. Like you are not, you don't even land on the map. Like you're not even on the, the chart that they're making because you don't affect the economy enough for them to like 
consider you a thing that like should be given a bailout or given any sort of extra, like you're just a sit to, to the economy. You are a hobbyist making money on your hobby. Yeah. And, and I, like, as much as that's offensive, it's true. Like it is, it yeah. is the way that the economy looks at us. And as if you can more quickly realize that in this situation, I think we will all be better off because you shouldn't look at yourself like a business that, that is going to get a bailout or deserves a bailout. Um, you should do your own work to figure out how you're going to make yourself survive. Um, and maybe also be okay with not surviving. Like, yeah. will, you, will you be okay if your if your business doesn't make it through this? And like, because because that is a possibility. And yeah, I think. I mean, we, sorry. I'll let you no, go. go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's why I feel like I'm so lucky because no one was depending on me. Like, if I don't make it through this, I'll be like, okay, that yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a job. Yeah, I feel the same. I have to remind myself, as much as this sucks, it sucks less for me because it's just me. Like, I can just stop buying things, stop spending money, like, get by on as little as I can. I used to make very little money and somehow still, like, survived. Um, Yeah. uh, I think I can figure it out for a while because like everything's so small, you know, like I, I I worry about the other companies that have like real employees and health insurance and like, I I can't complain. Like I want to, but I really can't. I feel really similarly to that. Like I feel like, like as much as, I mean, I've, I've gone all the way up and all the way down like 20 times in the last 20? three weeks, <laughs> like with my emotions and my feelings about everything. And like, I definitely, na- I, before this all happened, I had, I definitely had less of an attachment to Orange Beautiful than I do to show of hands just because orange beautiful is only me. It only affects me. It's only my thing. Um, whereas show of hands affects hundreds of people. Um, and is a much more public platform of a business. But even just recently, I kind of thought like in, in this whole announcement about, um, summer events, like potentially being banned or, you know, told, you know, the government basically being like, you're going to have to cancel your summer events and everybody. Oh, summer events are not happening. Like if anybody thinks a summer event is happening, you're an idiot. Like I don't, I don't want to be insulting, but you are an idiot. And if you sign up for a summer event and you participate in a summer event that carries on, you are jeopardizing the lives of people <laughs> and you yeah. are, you are culpable. 
<laughs> and you should be ashamed and embarrassed because any event that that schedules itself like there are events that are currently like postponing themselves to August. And I'm like, oh no, sweeties, those are also going to be canceled. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm currently like looking at how I'm going to cancel. I'm looking at how I'm going to cancel the yeah. holiday show. Yeah. Like, no, no, and you should. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I want everyone to hear that really clearly. I am planning an event, a big event that makes me lots of money and makes hundreds of other people lots of money. And I am currently six months out making plans to cancel that event. Yeah. Because it's not going to happen. Like I am, I'm probably at like 80% right now that that event won't happen because even if the ban gets lifted and precautionary measures go into place and businesses go back into, you know, doors open for businesses. That does not mean that I am stupid enough to plan an event that no one will come to. Yeah. I'm not going to risk the health and safety of all of my vendors and, and thousands of shoppers for an event that will be, even half attended. I think you're right because I mean, from what I hear, there's probably going to be like a second wave of it that'll happen yes. in the fall. Yes. So yeah, if you're being realistic, yeah, I don't think anybody should bank on no anything no. this year. I mean, it's a whole different, and that's a whole different ballgame. Like, I don't want to freak people out and and be like doom and gloom, like. Someone reopening their brick and mortar store is very different from me canceling oh, yeah, yeah. my event. Yeah. Those are different things. Like having an event where thousands of people are attending and in a confined space in a short period of time is a hot box for like, yeah. let's spread the virus around because literally one person could show up to my event and infect 150 people. Right. And then that could equal a thousand more people exponentially getting infected so like i'm not doing that now like sacred art reopening that's not going to happen because there aren't a thousand people in their store in 18 hours right that's not how it works but like for people to talk about these summer festivals and be so devastated and like upset about it shut up like well you're allowed to be sad you are allowed to be sad but do not for one second act like you are shocked or disappointed or like, what are we going to do? Like it, that's what has to happen. This is what has to happen. So well, that people don't for people die. Who, are, who are making most of their money off of in-person events. Of course, of course, of course is a shitty situation. But it is not a situation that you get to, like, like throw stones at. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Like, you can't, I don't know, people, people act like somehow this is a conversation that they can throw out into the world and have everybody be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for your situation. Fuck you. It's everyone's situation. It's everyone's situation. 
Yeah, I think it's at not one point you. it was happening. Um, there was a moment where you could be like, ah, but I made all this stuff already right. for this event that just got canceled. That was a situation that existed for a while. Yeah. Like, ah, so now I'm having a big sale. Help me solve all the stuff. Yeah, help me deal with this. But no one's going to be making stuff for an event that's going to get canceled. I hope not. I sure hope so. And if they are, then they deserve what they get. Like you deserve, yeah. like you, then you're a bad business owner. Like if you're play, if you sign up for an event at this point, if you apply for an event, if you're an event producer and you're continuing on with an event, if you are promoting an event right now, like if you are saying open applications for an event that's happening in July or August, shame on you. Like, well, I can see on. people being hopeful about August That's because un- no, it's unacceptable. Unless you are clearly stating that all fees will be refunded at any point, there, like, no money oh, will be taken. Yeah. Like, you will not be charged a penny in yeah. any money until we are certain this is happening. Like, otherwise, you are committing fraud. Like, I think they are doing money. that. I do- Renegade is not doing that. Are they um renting open apps for Renegade is, has taken people's money and is carrying on. They have not refunded anyone's money. They are they are having events that are happening in July, August, September, and are not giving anyone their money back and have not made any like they've not said anything about giving people their money back. And, um, and they have rolling, they have rolling applications and they're doing the chipper, like we're like, and they're quote unquote being hopeful. And I think that's really irresponsible because it creates this environment where other people, when another event cancels or another event postpones, then they, they've like events like theirs have created this environment where makers are like, Oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm so shocked. No, it should be that all events across the board are like, nope, pandemic. Everything's shut down. Everything, like nothing is happening until something is figured out. Literally all events into the future are completely postponed indefinitely until we know what's going on. Like if, if I had already scheduled and taken applications for the holiday show, I would have given everyone's money back and been like, we are not making plans until we know what's going on. But everybody's doing that. Like, well, we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait and see. And I think that's re- it's really dangerous. I think it's really like a problematic thing. That's making people think that like, Oh, this is all just fine. And like, it sh- it'll be a couple more weeks. And everything will be back to normal. Yeah, I had seen a while ago some stuff, like at the beginning of the month or the end of last month, stuff about like, oh, how if we stay at home for April, we can come out in May. And it's like, no. I just don't, I don't know. (laughs) This isn't going to be over. It's not over anywhere. Everybody needs to read like one article about like any pandemic that has ever happened. I don't, like, I just don't, it doesn't, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't. Cat. Yeah, that was Artemis. <laughs> she came in here to tell me 
what's up hi kitty but yeah i don't i don't know like it's fun i get that there's like so many varying levels of like how people are dealing with this and how people are taking things like i i mean i've seen so many different reactions like everything from like this is a conspiracy and like we're all being tricked to like oh my god you know like this is the apocalypse like it's just it's kind of amazing how like widespread the like differing opinions on like what's happening are when you I used to think that like there was a good amount of the population that understood like science and biology and like wait you thought that I did. Oh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was at least like sixty percent. No, but apparently no. it's like eight <laughs> percent. <laughs> like, I, it's been shocking to me, like the number of people that I kind of had like an impression of that now I'm like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> like people who are just like way more consumed with like their own personal well-being and really have no regard for like anyone else's health or safety or anyone that's poorer than them or like society as a whole like it just things that I kind of take for granted as like oh everybody everybody thinks like this like I think like that my husband thinks like that the people I'm friends with think like that and then I'm like oh no Everybody else doesn't think like that. It's like well, ten people. <laughs> we're we're like so far into this now that I feel like I've I was initially kind of hating on a lot of people and how they were like yeah. hunkering down and like doing puzzles and yeah. whatnot. And I'm like, oh, that is not the vibe over here. No. Um, and, but now it's just like, you know what? we're all dealing with this very differently and we like me and those people never have the same lives. So why do I expect them to have the same life as me right now? Yeah. Like who gives a shit? It's coming to light now. Like you're getting, you're, we're all getting a window into other people's lives more than we were before. Yeah. And it's, it's a little shocking. Yeah. I definitely. And I also have like learned a lot more about like, the inner workings of people's businesses than I knew before. Um, and whether or not the things that people are sharing about their businesses are embellished or not, there's certain things that I feel like people are sharing that are not necessarily the whole truth. Um, because I think people are kind of padding the, the truth of how, of their hardships a little bit. Like I think people are, um, saying things that you're kind of like wait what like someone who shall remain unnamed today like mentioned that they were thinking about that they're gonna they're probably gonna have to file for bankruptcy and I was like holy shit what (laughs) like where did that come from like are you serious like I don't know if that's true but if it is I do I have no understanding of how you've been running your business. I have no understanding of how you have you must have an insane amount of debt that I don't understand. Um and if you don't, maybe you don't know what bankruptcy is. 
like it was just like a bit it was like a statement that I felt like was either very true and I felt terrible if it was true or it was like kind of thrown out there to get a reaction and either yeah I don't it like thing and every once in a while like somebody says something where I'm just like wait what (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) what state is your business in like did you not have any money saved did you not have any sort of like obviously none of us knew this was coming none of us knew any of this was going to happen but like I certainly had at least like a a kind of a contingency plan for like something else bad happening yeah I mean I did too it's not what I wished it was sure but I will say that like going into this things had already been bad for me for like a long time yeah and I'm like oh this is exactly like this is like that last yeah like nail in the coffin for my business like except like I'm it's teaching me some good lessons like normally I would um spend most of my nights looking for vintage jewelry shit and just buying stuff randomly like oh this is really cool and I have to have it because it's vintage and I won't be able to find it again unless somebody else gets it and then I'm sad later and I'm just buying shit all the time and it's piled up in my studio and no one's seen it because I don't have time to make all the stuff I buy to you know like and now I, you're I, like, I'm not doing that at all. I'm not yeah. buying anything. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I've had stuff like that too, where I'm like thinking about if, if I can make new product, what product can I make that's like completely in house and completely like small run, so I'm not like putting money out. I can just yeah. be like, okay, this is new, and that will generate interest and generate new orders, but I'm not like you know, I don't suddenly have like a big print printer invoice or something that I have to pay. Mm. Um, so yeah, it definitely makes you like think twice about stuff that normally I would be like, Oh, mother's day. I should, I should get NSP to print a big bold batch of cards. And now I'm like, well, maybe, you know what? I should probably print those in house and only like a small batch at a time as they get ordered. And yeah. I'm, I've been doing a little bit more of the made to order, which I had stopped doing just yeah. to, so I don't overproduce anything. Right. But yeah, it's, it goes back to what you were saying about like where you and I are both in a situation where like, we don't have employees or like a brick and mortar space or a studio space that we're paying separate rent on and separate bills on. And we, you know, like that's like the only outside costs I really have that are like overhead that I'm still paying for like that aren't getting recouped is like stuff for show of hands like I lost a ton of money on like application shit for like fees and like PayPal and credit card processing fees for that that whole process um and then like my insurance premiums for paying for show of hands where I'm just like, cool. I'm just in pit. like, and part of me is like, should I just like cancel this insurance policy? And then like 
get it again later. Like it, like there's stuff like that where, you know, weighing those options of like what things I should cancel and like what things are worth canceling and what things might penalize, you know, like what if I get a penalty for like, like I have a good rate because I've had that policy for so long. And if I cancel it and start a new one, I won't have that rate anymore. And all those kinds of questions. And so it's like, I'm now trying to figure out how to cover costs on things that I'm that no new money is coming in for show of hands. And then it's like, how do I pay for that and justify paying for that when like, I might not have a single event for 2020, like the Valentine's show might be my only event for 2020. And that's, that's fucking freaky. Like that's terrifying. But it also might mean that this is the, you know, maybe this is the shit year where everything falls apart. And if I keep a brave face for 2020, maybe it means coming back stronger than ever in 2021. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it means events will be, have like the hugest boost of all time a year from now. I have no idea. Or maybe no one will ever go to an event ever again and everyone will just do virtual shit through their computers for the rest of time and my business will be obsolete. I don't know. <laughs> like, who knows? Yeah, what I mean, no one knows anything. No. I we don't even understand what's happening right now. Like, the like how the virus works. I feel like every day I open my phone and they're like... They're like, you know, now it's got new thing. Like it went from like, it's on our shoes to, um, yeah. so like, you better take a shower when you come home every day. And I, I mean, I started, we haven't gone to the grocery store, but like when I did go to the grocery store three weeks ago, I came home and immediately showered because like, I don't know, like that made sense to me because yeah. I like showering too. Um, but, um, sure. Yeah. Tell me to shower. I'll do that. Um, we started, uh, lysoling the bottom of our shoes when we get home. Um, the one that really drives me nuts though, is that how the virus can jump. I'm like, okay, now it's like, like, calm down. <laughs> like that, that was just like so far. It's like, why am I trying then if I'm going to just like, be outside and have to worry about invisible things jump. I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. Sorry. (laughs) Like, don't tell me it jumps. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I'm pretty sure it doesn't jump. Really? I'm like, it's a fucking virus. It's not an organism. It's not a, it's not a living. It's not like a bug. I did read it a while ago. I, my point, I guess is that I don't think anybody knows. (laughs) Well, no, no one knows. And the only people that can tell us what's actually going on were fired like a year ago. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the interesting thing about it is that like, it's, it's a weird, like social, social experiment, which is a terrible way. Maybe this is a TV show on like, I have been constantly referring to this as like the worst written sci-fi novel ever. (laughs) Like it, 
it's so boring and so unbelievable. Like you would write Donald Trump as a character and people would be like, no, they would never elect that guy. Like you would, you would read it and be like, who, why did they elect him? Like the whole time you'd just be like, that doesn't make any sense. And you would just like halfway through the book, you'd be like, no, I'm not, I can't read this anymore. It's not believable. (laughs) And so like, it's just like that weird, it, it feels very much like for half of us, that don't need it to be pointed out, it's showing us how fucking flawed our country is and how fucking flawed everything about our government is and everything about, like, how we've set up this weird, like, oh, we have this perfect society where we're all free and we have free speech and aren't we great? And then it's like, no, you're actually the worst country. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other half is just being like emboldened by all of this yet like and you can't argue you you literally can't argue it like you can't say um hi people like even now like you have the actual example of like people are dying uh. <laughs> and that still isn't enough like that's still not like 6 months ago we could have been like what if a bunch of people died and it was like your fault. They would be like, "Nope, still not gonna back down." <laughs> I don't think they care. I just saw no. someone reposted on Doctor Oz, who I don't don't actually know who he is, but I know the name. Um, he said that like we should reopen schools because only two to three percent of people would die. Yeah, because like and it's like who cares if percentages? Like, who cares if just like a hundred thousand people die? Who cares? Yeah. What? Yeah, 2% sounds like a small number. 2% of what number? 2% of the millions of people that live in the United States? That's a lot of people, asshole. Like the school population. Well, that's that's still a lot of people. It's still a lot of people. Only assholes use percentages when they're that low to trick other people. Oh, 2%, that's nothing. That's basically like saying that okay, we're going to have, I'm going to host show of hands, you guys. And there's going to be 120 vendors. Um, but, um, 2% of you are going to die. Okay. So like people. When, when you show up at the show, 2% of you are going to die upon entering the show. Got it. That's three people. Yeah. That means three people that signed up for my, for show of hands. And there's 120 vendors. Three of you not going to come out alive. Are we all okay with that? Sounds good. Let's carry on. Wouldn't you all be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Cancel the show. Like, even if there was a 1% chance that three people were going to die, everyone would be like, you're insane. Yeah. Cancel the show. We're not coming. Like, it's such a weird, like, it blows my mind how people justify it in that way. That, like, just people dying is fine. Like, preventable deaths are fine. These are the same people who also probably think Sandy Hook didn't happen. Yeah, well, yeah. And they think the earth is flat and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Cool. Great. (sighs) Oh. 
And then don't even get me started on how Ohio is currently using this as a way to prevent people from getting abortions. Oh, really? Yeah. So abortions are legal in Ohio, yet uh, Ohio declared abortion clinics as non-essential businesses so that you can't go get an abortion right now. (laughs) Oh, that's the worst laugh I've ever had because it makes me want to punch Ohio in the face. I like mean, that's an emergency situation. Like you can put off your facelift. Like, your Joanne Fabrics is open, but yeah. the abortion clinic's closed, y'all. Good job, Ohio. High five, Ohio. My birthplace. That's where I'm from, y'all. So proud. Well done. And then well, Michigan was like all upset about seeds or something. Like, don't let me you better let me go to Home Depot and buy my seeds. I don't know. So bad. Still like, go to Home Depot. Everyone's so backwards. <laughs> it doesn't. Work. I bought seeds online yesterday. I, I know. People's problem. Is. People like defending their rights that they didn't care about like three weeks ago is over. Like everyone needs to stop. It's so terrible. Like there was stuff about. One of the articles was about California closets. Do you know what that company is? Is that like... It's literally like Alpha. Like, they come to your oh, house. Okay. Custom oh, clothes yeah, yeah. in your house. Yeah. Like, so, apparently, California closets has been, like, you know, trying to get, get past the non-essential business thing. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, we're an essential business. We need to put closets in people's houses. Um... <laughs> And so, like, there was a whole article about how apparently California Closets, um, a bunch of their employees uh, were, like, anonymously reporting them for, like, making them come to work. Um, But it was, like, not resulting in anything. Like, they're still operating. And California Closets was giving all their employees letters in case the police stopped them and said where what are you doing where are you going that was like california like basically like justifying why they were going to work and they're like "Mm, i work in a closet company that's non-essential i mean i'm as someone who's currently in need not of closet stuff but like home things i'm like ah i don't know like i guess if you're like redoing a house you you need your to be redone right now i don't know i like we're having so many issues trying to do this without having access to normal shit like when you brought up best buy like i knew that our best buys here are closed because um they are still doing delivery for appliances but they won't bring them inside they just leave them outside I'm like that doesn't do me any good so I think that the question is like that's why I brought up the whole like low risk high risk like if you're able to operate your business and keep it low risk then do it but if you're not like California closets is like come to your house be inside your house build closets inside your house and it's like it's one thing, like, you recently had electricians come to your house and, like, 
redo the electricity in your house. Yeah, like, and I sprayed the shit out of my house with lights. Of course you did. And like every those fucking were, surface I thought they might have touched. And they were not like they weren't wearing gloves or masks or anything. No. Like they were just like hanging out like we're dudes, whatever. But like to me that seems far more essential than having custom shelving put in your closet. What? No, you're not wrong. I'm just trying to see if I could argue it. But it's, like, but if you that, didn't have anywhere to hang your clothes, that would oh be Oh, no. Poor baby. Some people are homeless. <laughs> Some people don't have a closet. I know. But, but that's the thing is, like, that's the real problem is that it is a slippery fucking slope. It is. It's right? so hard. The oh. minute you start talking about it and the minute you say oh, but this is essential because of this, or this is essential because of this. Like, someone could argue that you having the electricity redone in your house is non-essential. Yeah. Right? Like, someone could argue that. Someone could argue that, like, me being able to, like, go to Walgreens and buy stuff for my house is non-essential. Like, I don't know, right? Like, you could argue it one way or the other, both directions. And so that's when it gets problematic because the real the real answer is not what is essential what is not essential the real answer is which businesses are putting people at risk and which businesses are not yeah except for that's not not what we're doing you know? right right like our grocery store and like I hate to tell you this like while we're recording because it's going to become your grocery store but like our grocery store has gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm like, we might not be able to go there anymore. Like they, they have changed. Like every single time we go there, there are a bunch of new rules and like none of their employees are wearing face masks and they don't seem to care about the well-being of their employees. And they, um, they have like the first time we went there, they were like, you can't use your own bags, which I know is like a state of Illinois thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and they were like, oh, you can use a, you can use a basket or a cart and you can take it outside and then put things in the bags you brought. You just can't bag it in your bag in the grocery store, which sure. I, was, I was kind of like, mm, that's kind of a bullshit thing because you're basically asking me to touch a grocery cart that are they not sanitizing them well they're not they just have literally a spray bottle with a roll of paper towels next to the carts oh so no they're not sanitizing them they're Uh, they're assuming that i will hmm. um and so they have that stuff and they basically were and i was kind of like cool whatever i'll follow your rule that's fine they let me use my bags that day because i didn't know the rule And then when I came back three days later, they had a new rule, which was no more hand baskets. You have to use a cart. And it literally was, if you don't have a cart, you will be asked to leave the grocery store. Okay. So the only reason I can see that both of those things is because um, people were going in for just like a handful of stuff and they're like, you need to cut back on the number of times you're coming in here. You need well, to fill up a goddamn cart and not come back for two weeks. Okay, so I have two issues with what you just said. 
Okay. Well, some people can't afford it. Yeah. Issue number one. Okay. So three, I have three things then. Okay. Issue number one is some people can't afford that. They yeah. can't afford to do two weeks of groceries at a time. Yeah. yeah. Issue number two is that our grocery store currently will does not have um, checkout lanes open. It only has self-checkout. Ooh. Yikes. So, so I don't know if that's a better idea. It's not. So the self-checkout currently, and, and this is probably just an oversight on their part, currently has signs that say 15 items or less. Uh Oh, so they obviously need to take down those signs because that implies that I'm perfectly allowed to have 15 items or less and that they're not at all discouraging short trips. And then the third issue that is the biggest issue I have is that you have to pay to use a grocery cart. Oh, because they believe that they they have those chained together grocery carts that you have to put a quarter in yeah to no. the grocery cart because yeah. they they believe that that will prevent people taking the grocery carts which it doesn't and so when I showed up three days later and didn't know about the new grocery cart rule I walked in and had walked from my house with with my bags, with the assumption that I would be using a hand basket to do my grocery shopping and saw the sign that was like, no, you have to use a grocery cart. There are no grocery carts out in the corral. There are no grocery carts that aren't locked up. And I went in and I said, do you, am I supposed to go back to my house and get a quarter in order to be allowed to shop in the grocery store? And the woman gave me the biggest attitude I've ever had in my life. Like she was so rude to me and kept saying, I will borrow you a quarter, which made me want to punch her in the face because she wasn't even saying, I will lend you a quarter. She was saying, I want to borrow you a quarter. That's not the right word. I was like, you're not using the right word at all. So she kept saying, I want to borrow you a quarter. And I said, that's great give me the quarter. And she, and then she just kept going and I'm like, no, we're done. You answered my question. You're going to give me a quarter and I'm going to go get a cart. You don't need to keep talking to me. And it was like this terrible experience. And there were only five carts in the whole cart corral because all the other ones, by the way, are like scattered around our neighborhood. (laughs) I thought there are people in the are using them. No, they're no. literally out like in people's yards because the quarter what? locking the grocery carts together doesn't work. Oh my God. Because the minute people realized, oh, I have to pay a quarter to get a grocery cart. They were like, I'm just going to take this grocery cart and it's my grocery cart now. Um, so I guess I don't know how your grocery store works, but at Aldi, when you put the cart back, you get your quarter back. It pops back out. So theoretically, that's what happens. But usually what happens at our grocery store is that you leave out the front and then you're supposed to put your cart in the corral in the front. And if there's no other cart there to lock your cart to, it doesn't pop out. Oh, my God. I don't think I'm going to go to that grocery store. (laughs) I mean, it's basically a management problem. Like the grocery store, like before all this happened, when it got bought and became a Tony's. 
like there were definitely some management things that happened um, that we were kind of like, whatever, they got some issues to figure out and like, I don't know what they're doing. And then this all happened. And now it's like, it's kind of showing how badly managed it is. And it's just gotten worse. Like every week when there's like a new rule or a new thing implemented, it's just kind of escalated that the issues. Um, so it just, it stressed me out to the point where I was like, I'm going to have to, like, I'm glad that we got like two weeks of groceries. And so I don't have to go back there for a while, but like the next time I go back, I'm definitely going to have to go back with Josh so that I don't. Well, are they letting two people in? Oh, I don't even know. Like we might, I mean, that's the thing is like, now we might go back and there'll be a whole nother rule. Well, and I know, like, I think that's kind of normal right now is to like keep adding new rules and Um, that's fine but like when I show up and there's a new rule like you like you can't be rude to me and like basically like if I ask you like do I need to go home and get a quarter you're allowed to be like yes go home and get a quarter I think you need to stop going there (laughs) (laughs) it just it was like the way they dealt with it and the fact that they like like changed it to a policy where it just became like, so now this is a new rule where you have to have this cart, but all the carts are locked up and there's only four of them. Yeah. That's just, and we're not going to help you. Like, there's, there's that no was okay. Yeah. It just was, it's just like, no one's there like attending anything. No one's there in the front helping you. Like no one's there like manning the carts or like showing you that they're cleaning them. None of the employees are wearing masks. Like it's just, it's, it just, it doesn't feel like they're concerned. So then that makes you not like, if you have any level of anxiety, you go in there and you're like, I don't feel super comfortable in here. And it's kind of like, at this point, it's kind of their job. It also makes me feel like they're not, they don't really care about their employees, which is the main concern. Like the fact that they're keeping that many people, on staff there and I don't feel comfortable that like all of those staff members aren't infected or at least at risk for being infected. That that really sucks. Like the one girl, there's one girl that is always manning the self checkout that I told Josh, I was like, if I go back there the next time and she doesn't have a mask on, like I'm, I'm literally going to bring her a mask and be like, you're wearing this. (laughs) because it's not like, it's not okay that you don't have a mask on (laughs) because she interacts with literally every single customer that comes in there. Like she's less than six feet away from every customer that comes in there. But that's not okay. No, I need to try and figure out how to make masks like now. (laughs) I've looked at patterns and I'm like, oh, I'm not good at this thing, but I'm going to have to power through and figure it out. Yeah. So. I had a couple come today that I ordered from somebody a few weeks ago, and then I have winter session ones coming, I assume, like. But not in, till May. Yeah, not till May. Yeah. What color winter session mask did you get? The gray ones. Oh. There were like four colors when I ordered. Yeah. Did you, I mean, is that what you asked? What color? Yeah. Yeah. There was like a, are they blue or gray? 
Yeah, they were there was great. A Navy one. Whatever uh, the whatever the ones were that the were the original color before they launched the other colors. Oh, I didn't see that as an option. I got those. Oh, okay. Ah. Well, we got a navy one. And shit, what color did I get myself? I was going to get the mustard ones, but then I was like, everything I own is mustard. And I was like, that's a little too much. I think much. I got the red one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're really nice. I'm excited to get those. Because I feel like I got... I did get some from someone else that were just like on Etsy and they were like the mom of someone that I'm like, I don't know, okay. but they're, you know, and they're whatever, they're fine. Um, but the, the, they're like the winter session ones are like the fucking Rolls Royce of face masks. Yeah. They're like super nice. Um, I now regret not buying like four of them. I only bought two. Bought one for my mom too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I don't know. I don't, it's weird not feeling. I mean, I know that like three months ago, we didn't know what the future held or whatever, what blah, blah, blah. But like, it's we. I don't know. We had like an idea. Yeah. <laughs> we, I had plans and shit. We could get and now I mean, it feels I have like, a vacation planned. No. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess, I guess it makes me feel better that like now like now I can't go on vacation. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> like I wasn't going to be able to go on vacation and now it feels super great that I'm just like forced to not go on vacation. Yeah. Yay. I'm not anymore. Mm. it's kind of like how um i don't have to go to parties anymore there are no parties <laughs> i mean i don't even have to like go to meet you to do this podcast oh like sitting in bed with a well now empty bowl of macaroni and cheese well I'm living the life. you don't ever have to see me again if you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> i just don't want to go places that's fine. I mean, your house is going to be so fucking close to mine that you literally don't ever have to leave your house ever again. But it's too far for Dee to walk to. And that's no, it's better. not. No, it's not. We've actually been walking her to Portage Grounds the last oh. couple of days. We, I don't know, like on Monday, Josh was like, we should just see if Dee can make it to Portage Grounds. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, worst case scenario, she gets there and like we have to carry her home. And I was like, oh shit. So we did it. She walked the whole way there and the whole way back, no problem. Huh. Like that's like um that's like over a mile. She didn't even yeah. lay down once. So like she's fine. She can walk to your house and back easy. So we just, I don't know, we learned something new about our dog. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> our eight-year-old dog can walk. Almost two miles on one walk. Great. <laughs> the things the things we learn when there's a global pandemic. Yeah, what else have we learned? What, um, what have I learned? Josh and I have both learned that we don't actually need deodorant. Oh, hmm. I have learned that I do need it around 2 p.m. in the afternoon when I realize I forgot to put it on. Yeah, we both are like, 
like Josh the other day was like, I I have learned that like I maybe I don't need deodorant. He's like, unless I'm like doing something that's like exerting my, you know, like doing exercise or like running around all day. He's like, but if I'm literally like doing stuff in the house or like just going to work and then coming home from work, he's like, I don't need deodorant. Not a person that needs deodorant. I was like, I'm also not a person that needs deodorant. I've literally not put deodorant on in like two weeks. Oh my God. Seriously. Like one or 2 PM every day I go, Oh shit. I forgot to put on deodorant. And that's because I can smell myself. So I've also, Um, I'm also like really super close to shaving my head. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. I thought about that and I thought I could see Emily doing that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, so I'm, I'm very close to just doing the sides. Like earlier this week I was like, Oh, I gotta, I'm going to have to do my, which I do normally. Like I do that in between haircuts just to like Mm -hmm. extend the life of my haircut and not spend so much money on haircuts in normal circumstances but then the other day I kind of had the thought that like maybe I should just like shave all of my hair off so like that might happen because I kind of don't like base I mean it'll probably happen if the stay at home gets extended extended how far because it's totally getting extended like if it goes to like if on if like at the end of April, it gets extended till the end of May. Uh huh. Then I feel like I will just go ahead and shave my head. Hmm. Steve shaved his head like immediately. He didn't wait like a second. Yeah, he needed I mean, a haircut. Um, and it well, was that's like, like not impressive or interesting at all. No, I know. <laughs> no, but just like I thought it was funny that he didn't like wait like a while. He was like, "Well, all right." You're like, "Well, I'm doing this." like I'm I'm not missing a haircut you know or even getting it dyed like I was not going to have had it done anytime in this period at all it's actually it feels great to have an excuse for why I haven't yeah even though I would never have done it like under normal circumstances, I would have this would have been about the time that I would have gone in and had something like had it cleaned up and trimmed and recolored like leading up to show of hands. Oh yeah. Maybe then I would have been like in front of a bunch of people and I would have had my photo taken a bunch of times and I would have potentially been like, there might've been press things or video that, you know, like that would have been, that would have been when like this week or next week would have been when I would have cared. And now I'm just like, huh, that's not happening. So, well, this brings up another group of people that are in a really shittier situation than we are. Like, yeah, yeah, like they can't like the salon itself. I think they're trying to push like products and stuff because people still need products, maybe even more so. But like the actual stylists. Yeah. What? Like they can't do anything. I actually should check and see if Twisted Scissors is doing gift cards. I'm sure they are. Cause if they are, I should just like straight up do yeah. like $200 gift card to, for them. Because like, I'm a, that's, I mean, whenever that happens, like I'm go that's money that I'm going to spend. 
Yeah. So I should like, I should look into that tomorrow and just throw some money that their way. Cause that like, I keep trying to think about businesses in terms of like, when we all come up for air, whether that's a month from now or three months from now or six months from now, like what's, what in your life would be gone that would devastate you? Yeah. Like what businesses would just be gone and you'd be like, no, what am I going to do? And I tried to like go through and think about like, what are the repeat businesses? Like, what are the shops that I go to like all on, on the regular and like, what are the services that I get on the regular and like, how are they doing? And that's actually a good one to think of is like, where do you get your haircut? And like, are they okay? And like, should like, could, couldn't, you know, you're going to get a haircut after this is done. So like, give them some money. Yeah. And like, even though things are struggling and rough and whatever, like, it's not like you gave that money away and you're not getting something back from it later. It's not a donation. Yeah, it'll actually be nice later. Right? Later yeah, you'll be like, oh, shit, everyone, what's your living yet? It, it's super a win-win. It'll be such a nice treat and a surprise to be like, oh, shit, I got a free haircut. <laughs> we all know how, like, psychologically gift cards feel, even when you buy them for yourself. Like I do that sometimes with vendors where I'm like, I'll have a credit with somebody and I, then I forget about it. And then later I'm like, Oh shit, free jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, no, you paid for that. (laughs) I get weird about when I'm giving gift cards, those gifts, like I have to spend every cent of it as wisely as possible. And I'll spend like months trying to decide what the best way to spend it is. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> like it's free money, Michelle. Let it go. But yeah, I like spend it more it. carefully than I spend my own money. Yeah. It's like you won the lottery. Just go nuts. Nope. I can't nope. do it. Be- I'm still budgeting. Yeah. <laughs> Your frugal nature is still there. Yeah. I mean, thank God for that, though. You know? Well, yeah. I. I don't know. I think... We definitely should wrap it up just because we're talking forever. But I yeah. was thinking that like, like the, the essential non-essential thing is kind of like, I don't know. It's a discussion that's like a bit of a moot point because it's like we don't get to decide. Right. But it's also like if you if you feel like something's essential, you're allowed to give your money to it. Right. Like if we all kind of take look at it that way and like remember that like if you if you feel like something is essential to your life and it doesn't have to be food or shelter or toilet paper or medical supplies like if having something nice for yourself or making yourself feel better by buying like fancy soap or whatever it is like if that's essential to you and your well-being like then you should spend money on it and you should support that business and make sure that business is around and stays around. And I was thinking today about how like there should, we should have some kind of challenge. Like I was going to do it either on orange beautiful or show of hands where I was going to say like, Hey, everybody think of a business. Like think about like for show of hands, it could be like, think about like your favorite vendor from the last show of hands you went to and like what, like your favorite thing you bought now 
go to their online shop and buy something from them. Oh, I just did that. Right? Like, like think about something that made you happy or you bought a gift from, or you had a great interaction with someone or like whatever the first thing that pops in your head is. Like it could be just a conversation you had with a vendor at the last show you were at that made an impression on you. Whatever the first person that comes to your head is, go to their website right now and give them money. Right? Like make that, make that your challenge or your pledge or whatever. And it can be $10. It doesn't like, it doesn't have to be a hundred dollars. It could be like the tiniest amount of money. And if you did that like once a week, just to like treat yourself and, and treat somebody else, like be nice to somebody else and like pay it forward and be like, it would, that person made an impression from on me. And like, I would be sad if I went to the next show of hands and that person was out of business. Uh Like, you know, so I've been trying to think about that too. Like what, like what business like comes to my head that's like, Oh my God, I buy this all the time. Or like, I really love this thing. Or like I bought something from so-and-so and it was a gift and it really made this friend of mine's day. Like, I want to reward them for that past experience by supporting them right now and, and buying something from them. And I think it would be like a really cool lesson in just like thinking about how that, like what comes to your mind, like who comes to your mind and how easy it is to just go and buy something the way that people just like randomly go on Amazon and buy like, Homes can go on Amazon and like buy some packing tape. Like, could do that for sh- for small businesses. Like, do the same thing. Treat it the same way. Uh-huh. Especially if it's ten bucks or fifteen dollars. Like, it's not. You don't have to break the bank. I had this thought, and then I accidentally got locked in on looking at the ceiling fan. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> which happens and now I can't get out of it. You're just entranced by the ceiling fan. This is what core, this is podcasting during quarantine. That's what happens. Well, I'm also stoned. So (laughs) 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 deadlock with a ceiling fan right now. Oh no. Sorry. I'm let me, I gotta move. I gotta move. Um, Stick your uh, head out the window. <laughs> what? Stick your head out the window. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, oh, God, I had something. It's uh, not, oh, not going to come back. No, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm just, like, trying to wrap up the essential and non-essential thing. I think that um, most of us have never thought about, like, what our essentials are to life and, like, before we even had a chance to think about what our essentials were, we were being told what is essential and non-essential. Yeah. And we just haven't had enough time to really like settle in with that. Like we're learning every single day, like, Oh, this was a thing that I usually do or have or whatever. And now I can't do it. Um, how do I feel about that? Like every single day we're evaluating. Yeah. Um, stuff that you didn't know you missed, like that you would miss. You now are like, yeah. Oh shit, that actually, 
I mean, it's, that's true. Like stuff that even though I'm like, Oh, I don't really care so much about like going out and interacting with people and going to things. It's like, no, I do. Like, I do care about that. That's actually a really important part of my life. And like when I don't get to do it for weeks on end, it affects how I feel. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't miss that much. I know you don't feel that way. <laughs> no. I already told you that I was going to be annoyed when I get invited to a million things when this is over. And I, I stand by that. I will be so annoyed. You also like, don't have to go to any of those things. Yeah. I you can just be like, nope, cool, I'm staying home, bye. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, I'm still, like, I don't, I don't know if I can risk it yet. <laughs> No one's, no one's gonna care no one's gonna be like oh michelle's suddenly extroverted and like is coming to things no like everyone's gonna be like yeah it's like before when she didn't come to things <laughs> i like the zoom party thing i told i went to a friend's zoom birthday party and i'm like can you guys always do this because i'll come to all your parties i'll come to your zoom parties yeah like just prop me up on <laughs> shelf <laughs> Or I can Aww. see the room. That's, That's how good. I'm going to go to things. Yeah, just do that. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like, what do we? What else do we need to say? Anything? What, what did we learn? Nothing. Um, I have one other rant, but I'll save it. You'll save it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I can do it right now. No, you're not. You're not with it enough no not anymore i was no um gone yeah i think i mean i feel like we're gonna continue with like a series of these and i know like maybe at a certain point people will be like shut the fuck up stop talking about any of this but you know whatever it is what is it's what's on people's minds and it's what's on our minds so it's probably like what you're gonna get for a while we'll see what happens yeah, I think our next discussion will probably be, like, about how to, um, like, do the sort of PR for your business right now. Like, do you yeah. talk about this shit? Do you not talk about this shit? Yeah. Like, finding totally. a balance is um, probably what yeah. you need to do. How to navigate the whole, like, like, complaining versus not complaining and versus is that being transparent? Is that not, is that too much? Is it not enough? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Is the answer. Yeah. I think it's what a lot of business owners are dealing with right now. I mean, little business owners like us and big corporations, I think every, like it's kind of what everybody's trying to navigate right now. Yeah. So, well, I hope everybody is, safe and doing well and stay the fuck home and stop being dumb assholes and don't go out and like think you're invincible because you're not etc <laughs> um and again if anybody wants to talk about anything or if you're having a hard time you can always send us a dm um probably best just through our pancake town podcast instagram or you can send us an email at pancake pod pancake town podcast at gmail.com. I will never get that right. We should have just made that real short. P but, 
We didn't. PTGmail.com. Yeah. No, that's not it, though. That's too short. Um, But yeah, you can always reach out. If there's anything you want us to talk about on a future episode, or if you want us to shout out your business, you can also send us an email or a DM. We're happy to. That reminds me someone did, and I don't have it printed. Well, then we'll do it on the next one. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening. I can't remember. We're waiting. But there's an email. Yeah, we'll do a couple on the next one. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And hopefully we will... I mean, I won't promise any sort of regular schedule because nobody has a regular schedule right now. So you'll just get these when you get them. And we're glad that you keep tuning in, even though this is all cuckoo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.